We're going to have what this coming Thursday and the following Thursday. Is that right? Yep. yep. So if you attend both of those sessions, I'm going to promise you two things. One is it's going to be like drinking out of the fire hose. It's going to be a lot of information, a lot of strategies, a lot of stuff to cover. But number two is you're going to have a hard time sleeping those nights because you're going to be <laughs> in bed. You're going to be thinking about all the leads that you have, all the deals that you passed up, and you're going to, your mind is going to be racing on how to, how to monetize all the leads you already have. Guys, listen up. Gals, listen up. I have a very special episode for you on today, right? In this market, we're having challenges finding deals, finding leads, and converting deals, right? So if you're out there, you're spending money on leads, or you're trying to break into real estate wholesaling, or real estate in general, or you're trying to find your next rental property, in today's episode, I have my very special friend, Brandon Simmons, who does nothing but creative finance deals. That means Seller finance, subject to sandwich lease options, lease options, all kinds of creative deals. So listen to this episode, right? And listen to the end because I got a very special gift that I want to give you towards the end, a free gift that I want you to be a part of. So come on, let's jump into this episode with Brandon Simmons on the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show a podcast to discuss the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, what's up to another episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Marcus Maloney, and I am so thankful and gracious that you are here listening to this show on today. Well, today we have a very, very special guest, close friend of mine. And actually, I learned quite a bit from him when he was working with Sean Terry doing a lot of his acquisitions. So today, and I'm not going to go over his bio, I'm going to let him tell his story. But today we have Brandon Simmons on the show. If you don't know who Brandon Simmons is, I'm not sure where you've been at, but he is the creative finance guy. So if you want to know anything about seller finance, rap, subjects, twos, Sandwich lease options, lease options. This is the guy. So if you want to know about doing creative deals, which you should, because in this market, you got to be able to do deals creatively. This is the person that you need to listen to. And I want you to stay to the end because I'm going to give you a very special gift directly from Brandon, but you need to stay to the end in order to get this gift. So Brandon, man, how are you doing? What's up, man? Good, man. Well, just sweltering here in Phoenix, right? It's been, yep. I think we've had over 20 something days of over 110 degrees. 
But yeah. I guess this is the uh, the taxes and the penance we pay for having December, fe- January, and February. Being beautiful. You know what? We can get, yeah. we can we can take this right because majority of the time it's not like this. We have to go through late May, June, July, part of August, right? Extremely right. Hot, but the rest of the year is beautiful. So hey, like you said, it's penance. I'll give it up for right now for what we're going to be seeing here in the next month or so. Yeah. Well. We'll. We're going into the fall soon, hopefully, and things will be a lot more temperate. But, hey, you know what? Being here in Arizona, we can get to San Diego. We can go to Mexico. We can go up in the mountains. So we're close to a lot of stuff where we yep. can get a little cooler temperature so it's not too bad. So There you go. There you go. So, Brandon, man, give us your backstory. Who is Brandon Simmons and why is Brandon Simmons doing creative deals in real estate? Well, thanks so much. And by the way, Marcus, you're an amazing person, just amazing human being. He's one of the best go-givers, one of the best coaches that I know. He actually talks the talk, walks the walk, and actually loves to help and give back. You and Mike have done a lot with the Arizona Real Estate Investor Association. I know that you stay so busy. So thanks so much for having me on the podcast and stuff first. Thank um, you so much, Brandon. Thank you, Batman. My background, I moved to Arizona back in 2009 and I found a podcast in 2010 called Flip to Freedom. And this guy was talking about how to wholesale real estate. And, and just to let you know how old this was, I was actually listening to this podcast on my BlackBerry. So, oh, wow. Okay. I had a Blackberry. I used to love that Blackberry. I love the Blackberry, right? First phone where you can get emails, right? I felt like a professional. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so the guy who was doing the podcast, his name was Sean Terry. And I found out that Sean actually lived out here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I got to talk to Sean and uh, he would have these little, like, little small little meetups, like eight to 10 of us, maybe five or six, not too many, like at Paradise Bakery or one Panera bread or something. And he would explain how to get into wholesaling, how to write out these yellow letters and how to find motivated sellers. And so at the time I was working like 60 hours a week, six days a week at Wells Fargo home mortgage. I was in the mortgage industry and I was like, you know what? I've been learning about this, trying to do some marketing. I just decided to write down on a little index card, just like this. I'm going to make $5,000 in the next 30 days, which happened to be my birthday and through wholesaling. So I did everything I could. I didn't have a lot of money for marketing. So I went to Craigslist and I'd write down all the phone numbers of the for sale by owners. And I'd call them on my lunch break and on my commutes and stuff like that. And lo and behold, I found someone that was willing to sell their house. So I got the deal under contract, reached out to Sean. I said, Hey, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have any buyers. He's like, oh, no problem. I got a lot of buyers. Let's just do a joint venture. So we joint ventured on my very first wholesale deal. We sold it. It closed and I made $5,500 on my first wholesale deal the day after my birthday. So 31 days, I made 5,500. That was game changing though. It was just so eye-opening to me how you can make this type of money through real estate. And so- Lo and behold, I I would do deals off and on, and I was still working a full-time job. And then a couple of years down the road, Sean reached out to me and he offered me a job. And at this time I was working for another mortgage company and I had what's called like the golden handcuffs, like paying, getting paid really good money, didn't really want to leave, had good benefits and stuff. Talk to the owner of the company and say, Hey, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back. 
And looking back, that was the big leap of faith, but I was so glad I did. My very first year working in real estate full-time as a W-2 employee, I made over $175,000. So it was like no going back. I was like full on in. Kind of fast forward, I, I worked for Sean. I did dispositions where I sold all the wholesale deals we had. We would kind of average over 100 properties a year, 100, 110, 120, somewhere around there for the next four or five years. And I would do dispositions. I did acquisitions. And then I became the COO of the company, basically ran the real estate side of the company, especially while he was on trips and vacations, hiring and firing, creating systems and processes and all that good stuff. And then I went to decide to go and start my own business. And during that time I was doing the transition, Sean reached out to me again and he said, Hey, what if we did coaching together? That's one of the things he wasn't really offering at the time. He decided to partner with me and we created a coaching program called the first check challenge on how to help wholesalers, how to create their first, get their first check. We've had, I think well over 500 people go through that now. Um, Amazing. It's been a big blessing. It's, a lot of learning curve as a coach to realize that there's different personality types where people want to set goals and have certain expectations. And you got to kind of figure out how to coach and teach people and encourage them when it's the right time to encourage them and kind of get after them when they need a little kick in the butt. But one of the things that always been a lot of fun for me is the creative side. Because when we were doing 10, 12 deals a month, I would say two to four of these deals would be some sort of creative financing deal some sort of subject to wrap, seller financing, stuff like that. And so when I started to do a mastermind with a lot of the local wholesalers, we call it the REI mastermind, but everyone nicknames it the go-giver because everyone Mm -hmm. in that mastermind that I've never charged for, but it's invite only, are where all the up-and-coming full-time real estate wholesalers, people that you may know, Steve Trang, Cody Sperber, Sean Terry, Carlos Reyes, Sal Shakur, the owners of Batch Skip Tracing, Evo, Annie, and Jesse, Jared Vidalis, Brent Daniels, Pace Morby. So amazing opportunity to be in the room with so many people and just sharing and helping each other become just better business owners, better wholesalers, better investors. And one of the things I realized, Marcus, is we could have 100 people in that room and only three or four knew knew these creative type of strategies. Wow. And I'm like, wow, you're just leaving so much money on the table. Yep. Yep. So it was a big eye opening to me. So I really just went into full swing and love to help all those big time business owners implement this type of creative strategies into their acquisitions procedures and with their teams and stuff. And just seeing them do way more deals, be able to hold on to properties and cash flow properties just by using some of these simple strategies. So it's been a lot of fun for me. Yeah, and you know what, Brandon? He hit on a, a few key things, man. When you first got started, you said you just reached out to people for sale by owner. So, guys, you all yeah. that's listening, if you don't have this huge marketing budget or, or something like that, right? Go to fizbo.com, salebyowner.com, and you can call those people. Those people already have their hands up saying, I mm-hmm. want to sell, and I want to sell without a real estate agent. So right. that's your opportunity to open up the door and get right in there with those sellers. And then another thing you said, Brandon, was getting started. You know what? You met Sean Terry. You heard him on the podcast, his podcast. Right. 
And he said, let me try and work with this guy, bring him a deal. You guys JV'd on that deal. Just think if you wouldn't have JV'd on that deal with Sean and you said, you know what, I'm going to try and figure this out all by myself. Where do you think you would be? Oh, man, I, it would be a lot slower to get to the results where I'm at right now. I mean, maybe with the drive and stuff like that, maybe I could still get to this position, but probably a lot farther down the road. I think that mentorship and coaches and people that help you along the way, it, it's so well needed. If you think about like the best athletes in the world, Michael Jordan, Colby Bryant, Tiger Woods, like all these people have coaches, all of them have mentors, all of them have people on their teams that help them become elite at their different professions. So I think it's important. Like, I'm glad that I have great mentors. I still pay for mentorship. I still pay for coaching mm -hmm. even today. Yeah, it's, it's very important. It's very important. <laughs> what you said, and this is one of the things that I want to drive home is that wholesaling works, right? But what happens when the traditional hey, get the property at 50 cents on the dollar and assign it. What happened when that don't work? Like you said, you were in this mastermind with all of these high-level players and they were throwing deals away because they didn't know how to structure creative deals. So what makes, what gave you the angst, Brandon, and said, you know what, I really want to learn creative financing and creative deal structure. Well, you know, I've always been involved. So I just to name a couple of my mentors and coaches, Sean is by far one of my most influential coaches and mentors I've ever had in real estate, Sean Terry um, with Foot to Freedom. Guys like Joe McCall, Claude Diamond, Wendy Patton, Todd Toback, so many more like Ron Legrand. There's people have been around. There's even older guys that have already passed that knew their stuff like you want to believe so jack miller with options and stuff like that so there's this stuff isn't brand new this isn't like this isn't just come onto the stage in the last few months because of interest rates or anything like that this stuff has been around for decades and and years and and over 100 years on some of the stuff like land contracts and stuff like that so this has been an amazing opportunity to be able to share these creative strategies with wholesalers that, I mean, they invest a lot of money into their marketing, into their team, into their development. And it's almost like I've done a lot of seminars and I've done a lot of uh, presentations and, and helped different groups, but the, it's amazing whenever you see the light bulb go off and they get it. I don't know if you've ever seen those videos of the people, like whenever they put on the colorblind sunglasses and then they see like colors for the first time. Yep, it's yep. like whenever you go and you learn creative financing, it's like put on those colorblind glasses and then you realize, wow, there's the deal right there. This is a deal. That's a potential deal. And it, you didn't see it before, but now all of a sudden you see all these opportunities around you. And Brandon, and it takes that expert eye, right? Because I mean, honestly, I was, I, I've been doing wholesaling for over a decade, right? And it took me just recently, the past few years to really start looking at deals creatively because I was like, well, during the time I was like, yeah, I don't need creative finance. I don't want to try and make it harder than what it already is. But then when I look back, there was so many deals that I could have done that I wish I would have done that I started calling those people back. Like, hey, you still got the yeah. property? Are you still interested <laughs> in selling? I got a new offer for you. I can do something different. And that's why it's important for you guys to learn this stuff in the yes. beginning up front because 
you will be able to get so close, so much further, faster with creative finance deals than right. just the traditional uh, wholesale. One of the things that Mike always say is a cash offer works until it doesn't, right? So <laughs> when it doesn't, right. what can you do? And that's the reason why I wanted to have you on a podcast today, Brandon, is because you're, you're well-versed with seller finance, subject to lease options, sandwich lease options, mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So that's what I want to focus on today. And I want to introduce people For to sure. some of these creative strategies. So let's just pick right. one, anyone you want to talk about, and let's kind of talk about what it is, how you structure it, and kind of what's the conversation with yeah. the seller. Well, one of the ones that's it's out there right now is seller financing or owner financing. That's basically where the seller carries back a mortgage, no deed of trust. They basically create, they become the bank. They become Chase Bank or Wells Fargo. And you work directly with them and you pay, you make payments to them. You can use a third-party note servicing company and all that fancy stuff. But the reality is basically they own the property free and clear, no loans, and they're saying, yes, I'll sell it to you and you can make payments. And a lot of the folks that I, I bought all my rental properties using this strategy um, before COVID, right? And it was amazing because one of the things about it is they love it. They make interest off of it. They sell the property at top dollar without commissions. And not only that, they end up making a lot more in the long run by carrying that note. It's almost like having an annuity for them. And a lot of times when you, it's time to pay off that note or refinance, they don't want to. A lot of times, hey, can you, right, right. can you use the, can you keep going or can you use the funds on another property or something like that? Because it's basically, right? So you have all of these other wholesalers calling, let's just use, let's just say Jim as an example. Jim owned his property and it's completely paid off and the property is worth, let's just say $300,000. And you have right. all of these other people that know that Jim doesn't have a note on his property and these other wholesalers are calling them saying, Hey Jim, I can offer you $150,000 for the house. I can offer you 160, right. 140. Everybody is in that range. How would you make that offer to Jim knowing that, Hey, he has massive amounts of equity. In that right. Property? Well, the number one, you know, sometimes they need the money for something else. So it won't, I don't force anyone to do it. I just got to make sure it's a good fit. And I do that by asking simple questions, like what are they going to do with the proceeds or what are their plans? But the one thing that I try to find out is these people are not typically financially distressed. Four out of 10 houses in the U.S. are owned free and clear. There's no mortgage on them. They're paid off. They're not your financially distressed. They're not behind on taxes. Typically, they're not like going to foreclosure. It's own free and clear. Mm -hmm. So you got to answer the number one question when it comes to all this creative real estate and creative financing strategies is what's in it for them. As wholesalers, investors, we always got to answer the question, what's in it for us? What's in it for us? But it's almost flipping that script and figuring out what's in it for them. So if you can answer the question, what's in it for them, why it's a benefit to them, then it'll make sense. And a lot of times, I love to just have them use the calculator, write out all the numbers on a sheet of paper with me. And I make them do the calculations a lot of times and they're selling the house for 300,000. And then they're like, wait a second, in 10 years, I'm going to make 450,000. Yeah. What, how it's like, it's almost like a magic trick or something. And, and it's almost disbelief. So you're going from $150,000 cash offer to making $450,000 
it's almost mm-hmm. a no-brainer for most of them. Yeah, I mean, especially when you clearly, I, well, first of all, let me go back. So again, one of the one of the things that you said key there is most wholesalers they're looking for the problem. What's the problem? And I teach this mm-hmm. myself: find a problem and become right. an answer to that problem, right? But when you have somebody that has a free and clear property, they're not in any financial situation, distress, they really don't have a problem. So why do they want to sell the property? And sometimes they may not want to sell the property. But if you position it like like you're talking about, Brandon, they will see the benefit of, hey, you know what? This property is worth $300,000, but this guy, according to the numbers, is willing to pay me $450,000 for the property. And it still makes sense for both parties. It's a win-win. 100%. And even if if the property is fixed up perfectly and they sold it on the regular real estate market, usually there's 8 to 10% cost of sale with commissions and closing costs and concessions and helping with buying down the rates. So by the time they walk away, they're not making $300,000. They're making like $270,000 or something like that. That's best case scenario. And a lot of times I like to show them like, hey, this is something that's going to be beneficial to you. This is something that can be inherited by your heirs. If you decide to, if something happens to you or you, another thing too, is if it, they own it free and clear and they created a note, we don't talk about this, but one of my favorite movies is on Disney plus it's called the banker, just Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Mm-hmm. And it's about the other side of the desk, being on the other side of the desk and becoming the bank and figuring out how that is so profitable as well. We don't think about it, but all the biggest buildings in most downtown areas are banks. If you look at the top, US Bank, Chase Bank, Wells Fargo, Mm -hmm. right? They're all owned by the banks because they understand one thing and that's interest. Those who understand it, earn it. Those who don't, pay it. True, true. Say that again one more time, Brandon. I think that was, I think that's Einstein, by the way, but it says... Those who understand interest earn it. Those who don't pay it. There you go. And a lot of people are in the paying category, right? A lot of people pay interest. And we're fighting right now over how much interest should we pay? Should it be 5%? Should it be 7%? Interest rates just went up again. Should it be 8%? Should it be 4 Well, why not be on the other side of the table where you can gain the interest? On, and, a, on an asset. And people can people don't realize, but those private owners, they can sell that note. They can sell part of the note. That's a whole other ball game that, I, you know, it's a lot to dive down. But Eddie Speed is one of the mentors I learned a lot of the note game from. And it's just simple as a promissory note, promise to pay an IOU. That note can be some form of collateral too, if you need it for something else. So, yep. so guys, you all that's listening and you're always talking about, hey, it's hard to find deals out here. Nobody's taking taking your offer at 40 to 60 cents on a dollar. Here's another few strategies that you can use to still lock up properties and make money on these properties without ever owning them, right? So we talked about seller finance. What about, uh, Brandon, I know a lot of people are talking about subject two, right? So- right. Well, there's, there's a great article on that just came out yesterday on the Wall Street Journal. And okay. it's, it said, the title of it says, buyers are getting homes home loans from unlikely source, the seller mm-hmm. of the house. Yep. And so if you think about it, about 20 to 25% of U.S. homeowners have properties that are 3% or below right now. 
yep. mortgage mortgage rate to three percent or below right now. Right now, the average mortgage interest rate as of today is over seven percent. So mm-hmm. that same house, you can you can buy the house for the same price, but if you can buy it with that note on the property with that lower interest rate, your payments are going to be more than half than what you'd be paying if you went and got a new loan from a bank today. So, so Brendan, let's make it, let's break it down to its simplest compound, right? Mm-hmm. So what is subject to investing? Kind of give us the yeah. definition. So it's buying, buying a house that has a loan in place. So you're buying it subject to the existing loan. Buying okay. a house subject to the existing Now being an underwriter and being my background, being mortgages, there's actually on the HUD one settlement statement, there's actually a little part, a little column on there where it's, where it shows where the lo- you're buying the house subject to, where the existing loan is in place. So this has been around for years. And I know that there's a lot of worries about the due on sale clause on certain notes. There's a lot of private notes that don't have due on sale clauses. And most of the time, if you do it a certain way, there's no real red flags. It doesn't really set off tons of alarm bells for the banks and stuff like that. And most of the time, uh, you can do this legally. It's, it's there's no do on sale do on sale clause jail or anything like that. Okay. It's just the term that they have on the note. But there's ways to buy properties. If you are say you're just buying your own home, you're not an investor. FHA loans and VA loans are 100% assumable legally. You can go. Marcus wanted to go buy a house in Queen Creek down the road, mm-hmm. and there's a nice three and a half percent interest rate. And you're buying it under your own name, you can actually, and you're the homestead owner, right? You can actually buy that and, and get a fully assumable FHA or VA loan if there's a loan on that right there. So, so yep. So, guys, so subject to, like Brandon said, is I want to go and buy a house subject to the existing financing that's already right. in place. So, the seller already have been proved for the property, the financing in, is in place. Me, Marcus, I'm just going to say, okay, Mr. Seller, I want to buy this house, but I'm just going to assume your loan. So now instead of me paying 8% for a mortgage, going to get qualified, I just take over that 3.5% loan, which is a benefit for right. me and it's a benefit for the seller. So one of the things, Brandon, people may say is, well, why would anybody want to do that? Well, first of all, there's no, so if you're just, assuming the loan, like traditional owner occupant, there's no, it doesn't hurt the seller whatsoever. In fact, you see, if you go on MLS right now, Marcus, you'll see tons and tons. You just use this quote, use this phrase, assumable, assumable loan, right? Mm -hmm. So many real estate agents now are marketing properties with assumable loans. The second thing is an investor, you can't necessarily assume that loan if you're buying under LLC and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So a lot of times you have to buy it subject to basically under LLC or on a wrap. And I prefer the wrap. In fact, most real estate attorneys, most title companies, most of the professionals prefer the wraps. And especially from being in the underwriting world and the the mortgage world, it does two things. Number one, you're creating a new loan. Wait, wait, Brandon, wait, Brandon, wait, wait. You're going too fast. Sorry. Let's not go into wraps just yet, right? Because I mean, that's, it's good stuff. Trust me, it's yep. good stuff. And guys, you, you want to make sure you understand all of this. So I want to make sure we have enough time to go over that. So sure. far, we went over seller financing, right? Yeah. And we went over subject to investing. So we're going to take a brief break. 
Okay. A word from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about wraps. You know? Beautiful. Let's do it. So that way everybody can understand exactly what a wrap is. So we'll be right back. Let's hear a word from our sponsor and we will be back. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner Mike are going to show you how to overcome all those challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead-generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to Batchly.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. Okay, guys, we are back with Brandon Simmons, the creative finance specialist. And again, prior to the break, we talked about seller finance. We talked about subject twos. So now we're going to talk about uh, wraps. There's different kind of wraps. So Brandon, kind of help me understand and help the listeners understand what is a wrap? Yeah, let me just backtrack a second on the subject yep. two. So on the subject two, what happens is the loan actually still does stay in place with the seller, but mm -hmm. the deed, or a lot of people think of it as the title, the ownership property, the paper with the says their name is the owner. That's where you actually take receipt of the property. You okay. actually um, own that property, but the loan will still stay in the seller's name. And now I'm the owner. Now, the reason why one of my favorite strategies is wraps, it protects the seller, number one. And most real estate attorneys prefer wraps. They feel like it's a subject to strategy. It's just, it's all the same process. It's just different paperwork is all it is. And so it protects the seller because they can actually get the property back in case you stop making payments. Otherwise, okay. the deed is transferred over and it's really hard to get the recourse is very difficult for that without any other instruments in there. But a wrap, you create a loan that mimics right or mirrors the loan that they have with the bank. And so now they have a loan between you, the investor, and themselves. And that mm -hmm. debt that they have, that note that they have with you, actually shows the income coming in that offsets the debt they have with the bank. So it does two things. One, protects them as an owner. So in case okay. you stop making payments, they get the property back. Number two, it makes it so much easier for them to qualify for another loan down the road if they want to. Yeah, because if you're doing the subject two, again, guys, that... And correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, that note 
that loan is still in the seller's name. Yes. The deed is just in your name. So if they go to try and go and get another loan, that prior loan is going to show up on their credit history. Yep. 100%. As an underwriter, that's one of the things we did. Most of the big underwriting companies that, that underwrite like regular traditional mortgages, if they see that there's a 12-month payment history, it's easier for them to kind of offset that and to be able to get you qualified for that loan. But what's interesting, whenever you have a wrap, they actually have a loan with the investor or you, right? And that mimics the, the debt that they have at the bank. So it offsets the, the debt to income ratio is zero. Okay. There is zero debt hitting their credit report or on their debt to income ratio. So they can actually qualify for another house a lot easier. So why wouldn't we want to help out the seller if they're helping us? Yeah. And that's the most important part right there is make it a win-win beneficial transaction yes. for all parties. So Brandon, um, now with the wrap and with the subject to how do you explain this to the seller, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of sellers and a lot of investors still don't even quite understand wraps and subject to right. and stuff like that. So how do you have that conversation to where it's to the lowest common denominator to make it as plain as possible so they understand it and that they will be able to say yes, because a confused mind says no, right? So if you 100%. start saying yeah. wraps and subject to's and this is what we're going to do, they'll be like, wait, 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 hold I, on. I don't even is... use that terminology with sellers. I don't. Okay, good. I keep it I keep it very simple. Hey, look, you already have a loan on the property. I'm just going to take over the and making the payments for you. That's as simple it. as that. I'm going to take, I'm going to just take it over and I'll make the payments for you. I'll take care of the property. If anything happens to the AC, the hot water heater, it's on me, not you. Okay. Now, who is this beneficial? Not who is this beneficial for, but what kind of sellers is this more beneficial towards? Well, so wraps, we did a ton of wraps with a lot of financially distressed folks, people that were going to foreclosure or people that were falling behind on payments. Okay. Ones with low equity, they didn't have a lot of equity. So it, they, even if they hired a realtor to sell the property, they would have to come out of pocket a lot of times to mm -hmm. uh, pay the commissions and the closing costs. Most of these properties, and this may be a little mind boggling for people, but you can get these houses absolutely for free, Marcus. A lot of times you can get these houses for free. A lot of times they just, they're behind on payments. Mm -hmm. A lot of times there's not enough equity. You can say, look, I'll just take it over. I'm going to help your credit. And a lot of times you can even agree to cash it out and refinance it within like, a, have a balloon payment within like five or 10 years or something. But a lot of times you're just helping them out anyway. It's going to go to foreclosure if mm -hmm. you don't step in and help them. So a lot of times these are very easy to do. Most of these properties and markets, we've done literally hundreds of these. When I worked for Sean Terry, we could we can contract under any property as long as we didn't spend more than five thousand dollars as a down payment. So that was my wow. go-to: five thousand, five thousand. I do that all the time. Then we had this amazing sales guy that came in, and he was getting them for like three thousand dollars down, one thousand dollars down. I'm like, how are you doing that? He's like, I don't even bring up down payment. I'm like, oh my gosh! It was just like a big epiphany for me. So you were just saying, hey, look, you're in this this situation. We'll take mm -hmm. over the note, save your credit. That way you can move on. We'll make sure the note is paid and everything like that. And they'll receive some kind of verification that the note is paid. And you just yep. don't bring up the down payment and everybody's happy. It's a win-win. Yeah, yes. 
And, and a lot of these, you can actually become a landlord and have a have one of these properties with a loan in place for less than $5,000 out of your pocket a lot of times. I've done this so many times. It was shocking. It's just, it's just almost the disbelief in our mind that I think prohibits us or is like a roadblock for us. But realizing that if you help the person in front of you, it could be a win-win solution and you can get into it with not a lot of money out of pocket too. Yeah, and and that's that's the mind blowing thing there, Brandon, is because we set up these mental roadblocks. Well, why would anybody want to do this? Why would anybody want to do this? But like you said, you've done hundreds of them, and it's just knowing how to frame that conversation. And guys, that's one of the things that I'm personally inviting Brandon to be with my Deal Finders Club to show everyone exactly how to do this. So it's going to be two days and it's strictly online right so it'll be from 6 p.m to 8 p.m mountain standard time i'm welcoming you guys to come on so you can learn how to do wraps and subject twos what else what else are you going to be teaching brandon lease options it's one of my favorite strategies that are it's totally underrated even the best creative financing gurus don't even talk about this that much what i found out it's the way to get your foot in the door to okay. kind of create that relationship. And you can even make it, you can even set it up where you're getting credit or you're getting a discount on the purchase price when you actually exercise that lease option. But a lot of times these deals turn into stellar carrybacks. They turn into wraps. They turn okay. into those long-term ownership type of strategies. But you can actually take a property on a lease option and you can turn around and you can keep that property as a rental property, have the right to sublease it and make cash flow on it. So that's making money, right? Without using your own money. That's you don't even have somebody. to you don't even have to own the house. You don't even have to own the property. I mean, how simple is that, guys? So if you you're listening, we just went over four strategies where you don't have to have <laughs> a ton of money, right? You don't have to have a ton of money and you don't have to have to make a low ball offer in order to get these properties and control these properties, right? Yeah. So these are some steps, complex steps that Brandon is going to be showing you all how to do it. And it's completely free. And I just want to welcome you, Brandon, because I'm going to be there, you know, and I'm going to be taking notes. You already see if you guys are watching this on YouTube, <laughs> I got my pen in my hand right now, writing down some of these strategies. Yes, I'm familiar with a lot of them, but each time I talk to Brandon, I learn something new and I figure something else out. Brandon. Yes, sir. So seller finance, subject to lease options, wraps. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about sandwich lease options. So what else are you going to be doing during these two days online that you're going to show us? I know something about your phone melting, something like that. Yeah, we can make your phone melt. So the thing, the most important thing is you got to have people to talk to. And the biggest excuse that I found with a lot of my students, a lot of my clients is, uh, oh, I just don't have money for marketing or mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And so a lot of these strategies can be done with free leads or super cheap leads. Um, we'll show you strategies that you can implement and have your phone ring off the hook and literally melt the same day. But most importantly, you can do these deals, whether they have a ton of equity or no equity. I'll make two promises. I'll make two promises. If you attend both of those sessions, because we're going to have what this coming Thursday and the following Thursday, is that right? Yep. Yep. 
So if you attend both of those sessions, I'm going to promise you two things. One is it's going to be like drinking out of the fire hose. It's going to be a lot of information, a lot of strategies, a lot of stuff to cover. But number two is you're going to have a hard time sleeping those nights because you're going to be in bed. You're going to be thinking about all the leads that you have, all the deals that you passed up, and you're going to, your mind is going to be racing on how to, how to monetize all the leads you already have. Yeah. So that, like you said, Brandon, that's one of the hardest problems is where do I get leads? How do I get, how do I get leads? You're going to have these leads coming in to people. So inbound leads, people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for Mm -hmm. inbound leads. I'm guilty. I'm one of them, (laughs) you know, spending money for inbound and outbound leads. Brandon is going to show you how to do this for a fraction of the cost on how to get these leads coming in. And then once you get these leads coming in, he's going to show you how to monetize each lead so you can make money from them. So this Thursday, August 3rd and August 10th, I want you to be on Zoom. We're going to have the link in the bio and in the show notes below. And then also, if you're looking at this on Instagram or on Facebook, we got the the link in the show notes. So you got to be there. I'm just telling you, you're going to learn so much in these four hours to where you're going to say, man, I wish I would have knew this a lot (laughs) sooner and a lot earlier. And this is not just for people that are just getting started. So if you're a fix and flipper or you're a wholesaler that's already doing deals, but your deal flow has shrinked, you know, because of the the state of the market, you need to learn how to do these creative finance deals. I agree. And Marcus, thank you so much, because I think what you're doing is you're providing ways to help all those people that follow you, that follow Mike, that are in Azaria and, and all the investors that are trying to kind of get traction or maybe things have stalled. These are all solutions that are going to be helping them. And you will be able to monetize this if you implement like anything else. If you implement some of these strategies, whether it's you want to be a landlord, you can be a landlord. If you just want to make assignment fees and wholesale deals, so much easier. Oh my gosh. Imagine like having triple the amount of buyers calling you up and having your phone melt because you have this awesome creative financing deal. There you go. So you guys, you know exactly what to do. Go down in the show notes, grab the link, and we will see you Thursday, August 3rd and August 10th, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Brandon is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Mike is going to be there. So that's over two decades of experience talking about real estate, how to get deals, how to get your first deal, how to increase your rental portfolio, how to scale your business. This is one of the things that we want to do and we want to offer you, again, completely free. I think we're I think we're out of our minds, Brandon, but you know we're go-givers. That's what you believe. That's what you stand on. And that's what I stand on. And that's our foundation. So we want to offer that to our listeners. Well, I appreciate it. And it's been a blessing to me because what I always feel like there's reciprocity. Yep. Because well, once you learn these strategies, what's amazing is you think you're giving everything away. But in reality, a lot of people are like, hey, I want to do a deal with you, Brandon. I have this potential deal. Can you help me out? Can we joint venture? So now I'm doing more deals without spending all this extra marketing dollars because I'm the designated hitter in that market. And you can be too. All of you can be. There you go. So you know what to do. This is the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Feel free. 
Give us a five-star review if you like the content. But most importantly, I want you to be there August 3rd, August 10th, 6 p.m. Let's fill the room for Brandon. Let's make sure everybody is there and have your pencil, pen, iPad, notebooks ready to take notes because he's going to show you a lot of stuff. And we're going to all be ready to go out and execute on the information he shared. So thank you so much, Brandon. I really appreciate you. And I will see you Thursday. Awesome. Thanks, Marcus. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items, and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guests as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.